Well, welcome back, folks, to Sex and Couples Therapy with the Happy Ending Therapist. I'm Donna Harris-Richards, LICSW and CST, here on a sunny day. I'm a licensed independent clinical social worker and certified sex therapist, and I'm your sex-positive sex couples and family therapist, here with my wonderful producer, Vicki. How are you, Vicki? I'm good. How are you? Yay! Good, good. I say a sunny day because the sun just broke through <laughs> as I was talking. So I was so delighted because it was cloudy before. Uh, but anyway, I just want to say that the mission of sex and couples therapy here is to help individuals, couples, and families embrace and integrate healthy sex-positive thinking, sexual health and sex-positive thinking into daily life for optimal health, including sexual health and wellness. You know, we go for exams like mammograms and gynecological exams and prostate exams for our physical sexual health. We owe ourselves checkups on the emotional and mental aspects of sexual health for optimal health and wellness, including pleasure and fun and play and passion and all that good stuff, right? So uh, we're today we're going to be talking about how to be uh, it's the second part of how to be an LGBTQIA plus ally and friend. And before we before we dive in once again, I just want to check in, Vicky, and see how you're doing. Doing great. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm healing from my, you know, lovely fractured uh, right hand dominant um, break on my wrist. <laughs> But coming along, coming along okay. And uh, yeah, the weather's been really good. It's not quite as good today, but have you been outside and, you know, in the yard? I did. I went for a walk this, I went for a walk this morning. Mm -hmm. It was very cloudy, but it like, yeah, the sun just broke through here too. So cloudy with a chance of meatballs. Uh, You know, (laughs) that's a great movie. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. I agree. Yeah. We've been walking too. Um, I was away, and boy, oh boy, we walked. You know, we I, I try to get in those 7,000 steps a day, but you know, we were doing like 18,000, 20,000. Maybe that's nothing for some people, but, you know. That's we a lot of steps. Walked so much, I got a little blood blister on my toe. I was like, oh, no. Ooh, I'm definitely walking. <laughs> it's fine. It'll heal. But, uh, but yeah, we really love walking. My, my, my husband used to be a runner, and he's having some knee issues now, so not running. But um, the walking thing is, I find, just awesome. It's great being in nature and being outside. Right. So that, and I'm also, you know, as I get older, doing more, you know, stuff to keep away the, the bursitis and the arthritis and, and all that stuff, like stretches. And I'm going for a little physical therapy because, you know, with sitting, when people sit a lot, we're prone to kind of getting these aches and pains, right? Yeah. So you were telling me you're really good. You were telling me you were, I don't know if you want me to say this, but I like that you were walking with some ankle weights. <laughs> I did. I found some at the house and I was like, you know what? <laughs> It's great. I'll give it a shot. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'm going to do that. I actually have them. I have to find them. I think it'd be good for you. Yeah, it, it was it, it was fine. My, le- my, my legs felt weird after, which is strange. I didn't really think it would have any impact, but it definitely did. So Well, it's stre- it sounds like it's strength training, which is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've been doing this thing now where I, <laughs> you know, I use an electric toothbrush, right? So I think it's 30 seconds on each, you know, quadrant of the mouth. So I've been standing on one leg for 30 <laughs> seconds at a time while I'm brushing my teeth, trying to get it all in. And I actually think it's helping. That's with, awesome. With a little bit of the achiness, you know. So, yeah, that's good. Oh, the things <laughs> we talk about now in our 60s versus, well, you're not. You're, in your, you're way younger than me. You're half my age, but... 
Very yeah. different conversation as you age. <laughs> Looking at the birds and hearing the bird song and being mindful. and Oh, it's lovely. Lovely. Very relaxing. So, um, yeah, so we had a, a conversation last time about how to be a, a really good LGBTQIA plus ally and friend, whether it's with your, you know, family members, friends, coworkers. This is very important stuff, um, particularly in light of what's going on in our country and, you know, folks having certain rights taken away. Um, it's it's kind of a, you know, a, an anxiety-provoking time, I think, for, for lots of people, especially the LGBTQIA plus communities. Um, and we talked a little bit about the Trevor Project and some of the statistics on there that um, suicide, this is very important to keep in mind, uh, you know, because of anxiety and depression, uh, suicide is the second leading cause of death for uh, uh, folks who are between the ages of 10 and 24, and LGBTQIA plus folks are four times more likely than their uh, peers um, who are not LGBTQIA plus to uh, commit suicide or attempt suicide. Um, so this is really critical, important stuff to be doing the things we talked about last time, like, you know, don't make assumptions, right, that your friends or family or coworkers are straight. Um, you know, cultivate open-mindedness, learn to listen, develop a willingness to talk. You can think of it like uh, supporting loved ones regarding any challenging topic, right? A anything that we all go through, like grief and loss or illness, separation, divorce. Th those are tough topics generally anyway. So when people are feeling isolated and alone, particularly if they're LGBTQIA+, uh, it's very important to just be there for people. Um, and, you know, being inclusive and inviting LGBT friends to hang out with your friends and family, you know, accepting people and, and inviting them into your circle is really important. So we wanted to focus on five more um, that we found on glad.org, uh, www.glaad.org. Um, and I'll just jump in here, Vicki, with this next one. Um, Absolutely as a follow-up from our first part. So this is really important. You know, any kind of anti-LGBTQIA plus comments and jokes are harmful. So you want to be really clear with your friends and family and coworkers uh, that they know you find them offensive. You know, they might be meant in jest and, and maybe not as a harmful thing, but they just are harmful. I mean, imagine being LGBT and hearing an anti-LGBT comment. It's only going to make you feel bad. So it's important just to, to be able to say, you know, so sorry, I don't find that funny. Or, you know, however you want to frame it if someone says something hurtful or harmful. You know, or, nah, that doesn't work for me you know, to talk like that about people who are different. You know, we all deserve dignity and respect, right? What if somebody put you down for, who knows, having brown eyes or blue eyes or being, you know, wh whoever you are inherently, right? So we want to be very clear about that. Um, the next thing that they recommend is to confront your own prejudices and biases, even if it's uncomfortable to do so, right? So we want to ask ourselves, we want to check in with, what is it about this that's making me uncomfortable? Because really that's what's at the core of rejection of LGBTQIA+, I think, is, is this idea that I'm uncomfortable with somebody else being different than me. And that's not good for somebody else. That's just keeping me comfortable. <laughs> but then what kind of an impact am I having on others? 
And in the yeah. work that I do, it's very relationship-centric as opposed to individual-centric. I mean, I work with individuals and I, and I support them, but if we're going to have good relationships, positive, healthy relationships, we want to be thinking about the relationship and what's good for the relationship, right? Being supportive, listening, being open-minded, you know, and all that stuff, right? Uh, you also want to defend your LGBTQ friends against discrimination. So, how, you know, how can we do that, right? We can vote. Voting, really important. Uh, consider activism, uh, like volunteering or protesting. Uh, write letters to your representatives if you're hearing about things that are taking the rights away from LGBTQ folks or um, like that. Very, very important. And it's so easy, you know, when it's, it's so much easier than we think. You know, when you go on online to write a letter to your representative, sometimes there's like a form that's already filled out for you. All you have to do is stick your name in. You just have to fill it out it's like nothing it literally takes less than one minute so um you know and we can give a few dollars here or there to different causes uh that support lgbtqia plus folks this is just it's a big deal i mean imagine for yourself if you were struggling and you felt challenged and isolated and alone about something wouldn't you want support right so voting, very important, being active, very important, volunteering, protesting, letters. Letters is probably the easiest thing to do, you know, or, or I suppose, you know, giving money or donating. That's, that's easy, too. Um, but writing a letter is free. And again, that template's there, so you just stick your name and you're done. Just do, it, do it right on, does it for you. <laughs> right online, yeah, yeah. I mean, here in Massachusetts, right, we have uh, Senator Montigny, um, Cabral, right? Antonio Cabral uh, in our area here. So do it, folks. You'll feel really good that you did. And it's, uh, supporting, it's supporting your friends. It's supporting that community. You know, silence, mm-hmm. uh, silence is sometimes louder in those instances. So, Oh, you're not kidding. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, this idea of cultivating open-mindedness and willingness to listen. This is a lot of what I'm doing with, with couples in, in my work, um, whether they're opposite-sex couples, same-sex couples. Um, it's, it's cultivating empathy. Um, it's, it's being curious, not furious, right? The activism one is, is follows the line of um, doing being more important than our feelings, you know, people, <laughs> I had a couple once say to me, are you really a therapist? When I advised them that what the choices they were making and what they were doing was more important than how they felt. I mean, our feelings are important. We have to honor how we feel because it kind of tells us what we need. But then what we do is, like you said, it's it speaks volumes. And, and being inactive um, can speak volumes in ways that we don't realize, you know sort of crimes of omission, if you will, in a sense. Not to be so dramatic, but uh, it really is. I mean, if we're not supporting people who are different and are struggling, then, you know, I I certainly feel like I'm not doing my job. Yeah. Um, Another thing we can do is believe that all people, regardless of gender identity and sexual orientation, should be treated with dignity and respect. Yeah. We can't help who we love or who we're attracted to, right? Whether we are heterosexual or, you know, lesbian or gay or, or bisexual, um, queer, questioning. Um, 
transgender, intersex. We, we can't help it. it. How we feel is the thing that comes naturally. Um, and we need to be able to find love. I mean, everyone deserves to find love and positive relationships and supportive ones, right? Whether it's a primary relationship with a significant other or family or friends, it's just so important to believe that people should be treated with dignity and respect, right? And uh, sort of lastly here on their list, uh, they do recommend, which I think is good, if you see LGBTQIA people being misrepresented in the media, contact glad.org, G-L-A-A-D.org. Um, and again, the Trevor Project is a good resource. PFLAG is a good one. Um, yeah, so this, this is a really critical subject. And, and I do, you know, I counsel, I've had clients where they've come in and they're sort of exploring their sexuality um, and maybe they have a family session with a parent um, so that their parent can begin to understand uh, who they are and, and yeah. accept them. You know, I was talking in the last podcast about that young woman uh, in Florida, the teacher who's left the teaching pr profession, sadly, um, Nicolette Solomon, I think is her name. She and her wife, Haley. And she actually said um, one of the ways that she's very helpful to her students is to ask them when they come to her and they say, look, I'm uh, I'm gay or I think I want to transition. Um, she'll say her first question is, have you told your parents? And if they say yes, then right away she knows that they're connected to a very accepting, supportive and positive uh, family mm -hmm. system. Um, if they say no, then that's an opportunity she knows that she can kind of jump in and start to create being uh, uh, the first of a core positive uh, community for this young person. For them, yeah. I've seen, I've seen a lot of teachers um, online, you know, posting different types of videos about at the start of the school year the, or at the start of each semester if, if they have different students in each semester giving students a, a sheet of paper to fill out and it says, you know, what's your name? What would you like me to call you? What are your pronouns? Do mm. your parents call you this name? Can right. I tell, can I refer to you by this name to your parents? Um, right. You know, to, to really give her, the, the two that I saw, it was two female, two different female teachers that had done it, but to really give their students a safe space and to let them know that that's a space that they can just be themselves mm. without judgment, you know? Yeah, absolutely. That's so important. And I, I really like that everybody these days is kind of stating their pronouns right in their emails, kind of in their name stamp. Um, mm. You know, I'll do that with my clients right away when I meet them. I'll just say, hi, I'm, I'm Donna Harris Richards and my pronouns are she and hers. You know, what are yours? And uh, it, it opens the door to be able to talk about all kinds of stuff related to sexual orientation, gender identity like that. And I let them know, you know, if you want to talk about anything, I'm here. Um if not, you know, no worries. Um, we can speed the conversation up, slow it down. You know, I, I want to be an ally in my work. And even so with us, um, at, you know, with rugby, sorry, my chair's a little squeaky over here. So if you can hear it, sorry. No, um, no problem. But with rugby, you know, whenever we get a new player come in, we ask them. And we're like, hi, what's your name? You know, or I'll say, hi, I'm Vicky. Like, these are my pronouns. Mm -hmm. And I'll say, you know, what's your name? What are your pronouns? And, um we have a, a couple players that recently joined us that are non-binary that use they, them pronouns. Mm -hmm. And my second question is always, are you okay with me correcting someone that uses the wrong pronoun? 
Mm. Or, or would you prefer to do it? You know, like to, mm-hmm. to, to give um, the sense of, hey, you know, if I hear somebody use your wrong pronoun, I'm, I'm here to support you and be willing to, to correct them. But yeah. only if you're comfortable with me doing that, you know, kind of thing. So Wow, that's great. That's yeah. great. What kind of responses do you get? Sort of. A lot of the times they're like, yeah, that's great. <laughs> they're like, sure, absolutely. If you feel comfortable, thank you. You know, yeah. um, nice. I haven't had anybody say no. Mm. I've had some people um, say, oh, you know, I, I recently started using they, them pronouns. So I'm, you know, I'm still getting used to it myself or, you know, mm. if, if they say she it's okay until I'm you know kind of more comfortable to say it myself or whatever but Mm -hmm. that's very rare it's more hey if you are willing to be supportive then absolutely (laughs) oh no that's terrific I'm delighted to hear that yeah how great we're trying trying to make it inclusive and you know make everybody feel comfortable absolutely isn't that great yeah 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 good 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 so yeah I mean this is just such important stuff because we don't know What's going on with people? We have no idea. So we, again, it goes back to that first thing we talked about in the last podcast about not making assumptions, right? Um, assume that people need support. Assume that, you know, assume in a good way that, that, you, that people are, are wanting to, to feel included and, and to be supported. So that's, that's great. I love what you're doing. Yeah. Um, and then also, so just to give a quick little, a quick little shout out and plug to my friend Dill, yeah. but my friend Dill, she is um, a member of the QT BIPOC community. So for anybody that's not familiar with that acronym, it's the Queer, Trans, Black, Indigenous, and People of Color mm. um, community. Mm. And she's a big proponent. She's doing a lot of events all summer long um, in the Boston area. Um, so I reached out to her to just kind of be like, Hey, do you mind if I, do you yeah. mind if I give you a quick plug? Great. Um, please, please do. Yeah. But, but basically, so if you wanted to give her a follow, uh, you could give her a quick follow on Instagram. Her handle is Dil Yonce, um, like D I L L Y O N C E. And she specifically posts Great. the QT BIPOC events on her page. Um, but she, she's you know, running a couple. She did one a couple of months ago. That was really a big one. There's another one that happened um, at the beginning of June um, for Pride. And then she also said, uh, follow her for all the, the QT BIPOC exclusive things, but also um, LGBTQ nightlife events. That's mm. their handle on Instagram. They have a bunch of their posting events all summer long um, for members of the community and, and allies and everything like that to to get involved and to, to celebrate each other and yeah so. oh that's so wonderful just wanted to give a quick shout out to dill so <laughs> yeah thank you dill great work yeah great work <laughs> oh, that's terrific good 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 yeah so um yeah i mean i think that uh again this is all incredibly important stuff you know you talked last time vicky about sort of growing up uh around lgbtqia people and I did too Um, and I think that that makes a difference but it's not just about how we grow up we can this is also a couples therapy thing and a family therapy thing you know we have this idea I talk with with my clients about attachment right and how they attached Mm -hmm. early on we've talked about this on podcasts Um, attachment theory you know whether we have uh, 
secure attachment or the various kinds of insecure attachment, but that's just part of who we are. We can develop ourselves, right? I use this sort of developmental model, if you will, um, which sort of originated out in California with Ellen Bader and Peter Pearson, uh, the developmental model for couples. And also in my in my studying, just as a sex therapist, couples therapist, family therapist, understanding that people can differentiate, right? And that's a healthy, good thing. That means we, we begin to accept each other's differences, whether it's our significant other, primary partner, friends who are different, family members, coworkers. You know, we can develop ourselves in, in these ways that just really, in the end, give us integrity, make us feel good if we're being loving in relationship, right? Being supportive, listening, open-minded, you know, uh, just like what your friend is doing, Dill, and, and just all the ways that... Hopefully I'm doing something, I, I hope, I hope, I hope to change the world, to put the word out there, what you're doing, right? Offering support to to youth when you're working with them in sports. And, and you know, in, in all ways, we can all do a lot to, to support others who are different. And uh, that's that's the whole point, right? <laughs> We're here yeah. for such a short time. Hopefully we can we can leave the world a better place. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So thank you so much again for joining us today um, on our second portion of how to be an LGBTQIA plus ally and friend. Really appreciate it, Vicki. Thank you so much for your thoughts as always. Um, remember, everybody, that you can find us on Facebook at the Sex and Couples Therapist, uh, on Instagram, the Happy Ending Therapist. Our phone number here at the office is 508-990-9909. The website is www sexandcouplestherapy.com enjoy the beautiful weather out there everybody and always make time for pleasure play and passion and we'll catch you on the next one thanks